peace. Welcome back to the Bossy Bruja podcast. This is Bossy. Today I want to talk about imposter syndrome. And I want to talk about this because I really want to do my part in supporting those who are connected to me as uh, students, subscribers, friends, followers, supporters online. And encouraging you to use your voice to share your work, your art, your ideas, and yourself, your beautiful spirit, um, and your wonderful energy with those around you. Um, I look at each individual as the center of their own universe. And I think that when you become well, and you take great care of yourself mentally, emotionally, um, then you can start to overflow and ripple some really good energy outward around you first, impacting and influencing and um, up-leveling and positively um, affecting your environment and those closest to you, hopefully to such a degree that those people that are closest to you then affect, influence, up-level, and positively affect those closest to them. And this just keeps going out. (laughs) In my brain, um, that's how I see that happening. Um, And so I think it's really important um, for us to take care of ourselves, first and foremost, to get to a space where we are well-rested, replenished, restored and bubbling over with joy and peace and abundant creativity and really sharing that fearlessly. Now, everybody is not going to, you know, enjoy your particular brand of awesomeness and that's okay. Um, There are we're approaching 8 billion people on the planet. Last time I looked, it was like 7.888 billion people. So you don't, you literally don't have to be for everybody. Um, <laughs> let's first of all, focus on you being for you. And then um, I think that the people who need to, who aren't aligned with that, who don't resonate with that uh, will naturally fall off and people who do resonate with who you are and how you are and how you feel and how you vibrate will naturally be magnetized and drawn in this is a really to me really beautiful really peaceful it makes me feel very good (laughs) I probably sound sleepy it's very late at night right now but the idea makes me feel really good so I want to start out by um reading the definition of imposter syndrome that I found on a website called betterup.com, betterup.com. And what they say uh, is that imposter syndrome is the condition of feeling anxious and not experiencing success internally, despite being high performing in external objective ways. This condition often results in people feeling like a fraud or a phony and doubting their abilities, which I think is really interesting because 
I often can hear in people's conversation and the word choice and in the context of what they share with me that there are those feelings of feeling like um, um, a fraud or phony. Um, There are those feelings of self-doubt and doubting one's abilities. Um, And those feelings of doubt set in even before people get to work. So I had no idea that this imposter syndrome is typically associated with people who are already high achievers, people who are already in the midst of uh, getting things done and achieving things. They're doing the work, they're getting the results, they're achieving, they're accomplishing. But for some reason, there is a disconnect between the physical activities and the external achievements, the accomplishments and the things they're attaining and how they feel about themselves, about their abilities, about what they've done, about their accomplishments on the inside. So I was really, I was surprised when I read um, this definition because this entire time I've been thinking that Imposter syndrome is, you know, when a person feels like un- underqualified, um, when they feel like a fraud, they feel like a phony, and so they're not getting anything done. And so I'm not sure if we need to change our language around <laughs> um, this or if it's the same thing, because another website says that imposter syndrome is typically associated with high achievers, um, which means not always, but mostly, yeah, uh, associated with high achievers. And uh, that website says that the truth is that you're probably more capable, competent, and effective than your mind would have you believe. Okay. So what this makes me think is like, even if you feel like an imposter or a fraud, this is one of those times when your mind is playing tricks on you. This is one of those times when you don't have to believe everything you think. This is one of those times when your feelings are not facts. This is one of those times when you need to understand the difference between a real fraud, real fraud, oxymoron, um, and you. <laughs> okay, Like people who are actually out here um, living these imposter fraudulent lives are not worried about whether they're good enough. <laughs> They're not thinking about that. They're not thinking about whether they're capable. They're looking for their next mark, babe. They're looking for their next mark. They, they're looking to scam somebody. So the fact that you're, you even give a shit <laughs> about, you know, whether you're good enough, whether you're helping people enough, whether, whether you're getting your point across, whether you're understood, whether you're performing well or communicating clearly, Let's us know that you're probably doing better than you think you are. And which also leads me to think that some of the people who tell me that they suffer from imposter syndrome are not accurately um, expressing, communicating, conveying the work that they've already done. So... And I I have actually found that to be true. Like a person will say, you know, I feel like an imposter. And you ask them a few questions and you find out they have certifications and qualifications and they went through these classes and they have degrees and they have years of experience. And it's just like, 
what more could we possibly <laughs> what more could we possibly ask of you like you have everything you are everything um please just trust yourself so i, I wanted to take a couple of minutes today um as we cross over from Capricorn season into Aquarius season. And I just want to say, like, I feel like a Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, like three season lineup is just such a beautiful, like a triple threat trifecta, like incredible opportunity for you to change your life to turn things around. And when that big Aquarian energy comes in, if you use this energy for good, you really can revolutionize your thinking, your life, your magic, and what you're manifesting. You can do something completely off script, completely unexpected, surprising even yourself. I love Aquarian energy because it's so batshit, <laughs> so rabbit hole, like you don't know, so otherworldly. And then we're going into literally, you know, otherworldly Pisces after this. But Aquarian, um, Aquarius has a traditional ruler of Saturn. So we still have that get money, big business energy responsibility, not only to the self, but also to your community, to the people around you, big humanitarian energy also with this glorious sign. And I'm really excited on the shadow side, absolute con men. Okay. It's a lepra con man. Okay. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? See? So we definitely want to take this energy and make it light, bright, beautiful, abundant, and on the, you know, the right-handed side, okay, of life and not get, you know, not be actual frauds, imposters, and con men. Okay, we do want to do that and make sure that we stay in the light <laughs> during this season and keep our spirits as high as possible, keep our intentions clean and pure, and stay on that that straight and narrow path, all right? Um, so I wanna tell you the four, the four Ps of imposter syndrome, um, which I also found in my research tonight. I had never heard of these either. Um, I have heard people who talk about um, imposter syndrome also talking about some of these never all four at one time it was surprising to me when I heard this you I don't know if you all already know about this but I'm going to share it anyways because I feel like it's worth sharing um, just because so many people talk to me about this I personally don't struggle with feeling like a fraud because I'm telling you things that I've actually experienced. <laughs> like This is my real life. These are things I've actually experienced. These are things I've actually done and tried and have actually worked for me. Like I know that they're real. I know that they're true. I know that they have happened to me. I was there. I'm telling you the story. I'm relaying something to you. So I don't have that feeling like a fraud thing. Um, I also place a lot more um, value on personal experience, whether it's my experience or the experience of one of my teachers, 
I listen to people's story. I live my own path and I read a lot. So I'm constantly studying. I don't feel like I need 50 million certifications um, and papers, you know, pasted to my wall. Like I have a degree. I don't have this shit plastered to my wall, <laughs> but I have a degree if you want to call my university, you know, the university I graduated from, you know what I mean? Um, in psychology. If I don't know if you guys know that I don't really talk about that a lot, but I have a bachelor of science in psychology and psychology is one of those things that, you know, I always come back to it draws me. It intrigues me. I particularly love neuroscience anyways. Um, so I, I know me and, um, I'm not like putting on airs. And I think that for me, that's maybe why I'm not feeling uh, the imposter syndrome, but these four P's, I also have some really distinct ideas and thoughts about them. So I think because I've been able to overcome these four P's, people pleasing, perfectionism, paralysis, and procrastination is maybe also why I don't deal with imposter syndrome. Okay. So let's talk about it. First of all, people pleasing. Um, if you've known me for any amount of time, you must know by now, I'm not trying to please y'all. <laughs> I'm not trying to please. I don't believe, you know what I believe in? I believe in pleasing yourself in every, in every imaginable way. Okay. I believe in pleasing yourself and adding value to the lives of others from your overflow. So when you are okay, when you're, you're well rested and you're calm within yourself, you've done your meditation, you've done, you know, your morning routines and rituals, you're good. You're okay. I have a very easy time telling people, no, I actually get a sick enjoyment out of it. Um, Leaving people on red is also a favorite pastime of mine. I will literally watch the phone ring. If I'm not okay, I am not in any particular rush to pretend like I'm okay or to make myself, you know, available. <laughs> to other, I don't even, to make myself available to you. Like I really have a deep feeling that people can fucking wait. You can wait. And if you're a person in my life whose, you know, interaction with you makes me feel something other than stellar, I immediately adjust. Even even when I love you, even when I care about you, even when you're my friend. I have a friend. He um, he he told me he was going to stop by and apparently he called. I didn't get any calls. And he didn't stop by. And then he called me and had to get off the phone, said he was going to call back, didn't call back. And I started to feel like I wanted to smoke a cigarette. That's not good. <laughs> That's not good. I said, "Ooh, this is this is upsetting me. <laughs> this is triggering me. So I told him, don't call my phone again until you're on your way to my to my house. I'm disappointed. I'm let down. And now I feel like doing something I've, I've committed to not doing. Don't call my phone again. So I'm very comfortable with adjusting. 
things for myself. And I'm also very comfortable um, with people who, who know how to adjust things for themselves. Like if you need to adjust something or, you know, if you need me to back the fuck up so you can have some more room for your body, you know, if I'm overstepping boundaries, if I'm inside your personal bubble, like I'm very comfortable with making sure that I'm relating to you in a way that maintains your feelings of safety, right? You hear me say, you know, people would tell me, bossy, being mean (laughs) like you literally do not have to respond like this and I've adjusted I went to thousands of dollars worth of therapy um talked it out with that lady and adjusted because I'm I'm very much into um you know working towards you feeling safe and me feeling safe at the same time and if we cannot I think that we can accomplish this because I think we're intelligent people right I attract intelligent people into my life so I think that two intelligent people two communicative intelligent people can achieve safety in a relationship with one another respecting one another's space and needs and even working towards the fulfillment of our mutual desires, okay? Give it enough time, give it enough flexibility, and I think we can do that. If we find that we're just not willing to put in that much effort, I'm really okay with dissolving (laughs) this, whatever it is, this connection, okay? So I feel like people-pleasing for me is not an issue because I'm not going to put myself out in order to, you know, elicit a certain emotion from you. Like my emotions and my feelings are my responsibility. Yours are your responsibility. I will not beg you to bend to my will and my whim so that I can feel a different way. I literally have methods. I have protocols that I can go into in order to support myself in feeling better, okay? And like I said, I, I will communicate what I need you to do. <laughs> also, like, do not call me again. I'm good with putting boundaries in place. Um, but... requiring yourself to bend to another person's will or whim is like that gets a lot I think into attempting to earn people's love and affection and attention or whatever and I think that when you get to the place where you can live without it a lot of that people pleasing shit goes out the window like I found that I can still breathe and exist and survive whether or not you approve, whether or not you're here, whether or not you love me, okay? Like I literally, I don't need you to love me. That's a very Sagittarian thing to say, is it not? (laughs) I don't actually need that. It's not oxygen. It's not water. It's not fruit. It's not sunlight. I would love to love you and be loved by you. But if I don't love you and I'm not loved by you, I will continue living and breathing. I will. And I think it's important (laughs) that when you, you know, 
when you're in relationship with people or you're in a position of serving that you understand, first of all, if you choose to serve these people and work with them, that you will serve them well. You will. You will not serve them when you're depleted, when you're burned out. You're not afraid of others' feelings toward you. You don't allow people to pressure the fuck out of you. you you're not earning their love. You're not earning their affections. Okay? Respect is required from the door. Okay? You already love yourself abundantly. So if they love you, that's just a cute little bonus. You barely notice one way or the other. You come rested, replenished, and so full that you can actually give and be present with these people. You're also not allowing people um, to turn you into emergency personnel. Like unless you're literally like an emergency response person, um, not allowing people to make you run around like a headless chicken because listen a lot of people approach their magic like it's an emergency hatch and I'm sorry if y'all do that but this is more like a ongoing practice it is home base it is center it is something you return to every day <laughs> as often as you can it is experiment it is study it is self-actualization um, and you can use it in an emergency, but it is not like people who only pray when something really, really terrible, like as a, you know, a last ditch effort or like as a last resort, people who use their magic or their prayers that way. If you are a worker, there's no way you could be using your magic that way, your prayer like that and be effective. There's no way. There's no way life be life in entirely too hard and too consistently for anyone who is in a position of, you know, offering services professionally to be using <laughs> their prayers and their magic like a fucking emergency break. No, ma'am. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is the entire fucking vehicle. It's the road. It's all it is. The, the streetlights It's the whole thing. It's the whole shebang. It's the whole shebang. When's the last time you heard somebody say shebang? <laughs> okay. Some of y'all are probably like, I said that shit earlier today. Weirdos. I love you. <laughs> okay. So people pleasing. Absolutely not. I am here to serve you. I am here to support you. But I don't move on your time. You will not pressure me, rush me, or force me. <laughs> you will not bully me. You won't. You won't. And I will please myself. I will even share tips and tricks for how you can please you. I recommend <laughs> crystal wands. I do. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. And Adam Cox hypnotism. <laughs> Okay, I will not bend. There's nothing you have, nothing that I want that badly. Spirit is my source. 
I go to the rock. Okay. I will go and speak to spirit if it's something that I desire. But if I have to bend over backwards and put myself out and harm myself for you to give a shit about me, you don't care enough about me to start with. And the answer will always be no. So people pleasing, I think is cured when you become a person who cares more about how you feel. You have to care about how you feel because these people that you're out here trying to rush around for, put yourself out for, they sure care about how they feel. They care about how they feel so much. They will let you put yourself out for them. Do not do that. It's okay for the answer to be no. I'm not in a place where I can support that right now. I don't have the extra baby. I wish I did. I really do, but I do not. I'm so sorry. I would love to pray with you though, if that's okay, (laughs) period. The next P is perfectionism. So let's begin with a definition of perfectionism um, from Brianna Gilmartin writing for verywellmind.com. She writes, perfectionism is defined as excessively high personal standards and overly critical self-evaluations, insisting on perfection and accepting nothing shy of flawlessness. It can manifest as criticism of self and others and in attempts to control situations and people. Psychology Today says perfectionism is driven primarily by internal pressures, such as the desire to avoid failure um, or fear of failure uh, or harsh judgment. And apparently this has increased substantially among young people over the past 30 years, um, with gender and culture as a major factor. The way that I personally, um, first of all, I've never been a person who's like um, plagued by like this need to be better than anybody or um, I guess I always felt like... to be a big fucking Sagittarius right now because I always feel like I'm amazing I really do you know maybe that's a maybe that's a Jupiter rule kind of (laughs) kind of thing I just feel like I'm I'm amazing you know what I mean um But let's be clear. I started my business, you know, homeless. Okay, I was living in other people's houses. I was sending out beautiful oils, you know, but they had post-its attached so you could know which oil was which handwritten. All right. Um, So let's be clear. I never really had this feeling like things have to be perfect from day one. I've never felt like that Um, because I think the reality is um, it just may not be what if it just can't be or you you have your ideas, but you're not able to execute those ideas right now or you don't have the manpower, you don't have the financial resources to get it done. You understand? For me, I like things to be done. I think what it, what is that saying? Done is better than something. Perfection. I don't know. Done is better than something. I'll look it up later. Anyways, I like things to be done. I am a lifelong student. So I understand that I will 
there's always more to learn. And I give myself the space, the time and the grace to improve with practice and time. Like I give myself that license and grace to learn, to improve. And I understand that that's limitless, timeless, um, endless journey that you can always improve. And I never, I think my biggest thing is that I never want to sacrifice the work or the message to my own like self-criticisms. Like I don't want to sacrifice the work and the message on the, an altar to my ego, you know, like, oh, I, it has to be perfect. It's a reflection of me. A more important thought and feeling within myself is that the work has to get done. I need to get this message out to people. I need to get it in their hands so that they can start to experience the necessary improvements, the new thoughts, the new ideas. So I'm not waiting to have state of the art equipment before I start recording. I'm going to say what the fuck I'm saying. And also a lot of people like, you know, I've lived all over this country. I've been in all types of people's homes. I've, you know, shared spaces with people, people, (laughs) people with very, you know, exclusive taste, um, people who operate in excessively high, you know, um, personal standards and have like this extreme excellence that they operate under don't really seem to get that. Most people don't have that. Most people do not notice the sound quality change. They don't. Like <laughs> people are okay. They they can still fuck with their favorite song through a blown speaker. Like people are not you have to literally point out the quality to most people. So people can still feel it, especially if it's real. People can still feel it even if it's not done with state of the art this and that. Okay. Um so rather than having this super loud inner critic and you know with the endless self judgment and all this displeasure with myself I'm pretty liberal with the soothing self-talk and the support um I call myself sis like I'll have conversations with myself um if I'm tripping I'll be like sis now come on (laughs) I literally talk to myself like a friend like a best friend um and I compliment myself I remind myself, I'll go back through my records. I'll go back through my archives. I look at old work. You know, I get inspired by things I've done so much that I produced and shared and put out over the years. Um, We were in a class recently and somebody said, um, you know, I was working with my ancestors and they said, you know, ice cream with ancestors. And I'm like, ice cream with ancestors. That's so cute. (laughs) And then I was like, that sounds familiar. I said, did I do a recording called Ice Cream with Ancestors? They were, and everybody was on the line was like, yeah, <laughs> it was years ago. I'm like, Ice Cream with Ancestors is cute as hell. And I'm going to have to go back and find where this recording is and listen to it myself. Um, I think it was one of my guided um, astral projections, you know, and like I was listening to the installments the other day. I'm like, this is some really good stuff. Like, this is some really good stuff. And that's my favorite thing about being a person who's not blinded by 
impossible standards or a person who's not paralyzed by a need to, you know, pretend to be perfect, um, is that I actually end up getting so much done. And I really like, let me look up this quote because I feel like done is better than perfect. Done is better than perfect. Yes. Cheryl Sandberg. Done is better than perfect. People be trying to be perfect, barely get anything done. Barely get anything done. You know, I'm out here building (laughs) and working and getting shit accomplished. And you still thinking about the first thing you want to do. When don't nobody see, you know, the cracks in the paint child but you. Ain't nobody looking at that. Don't nobody care about that. But you. <laughs> you don't have to keep caring. I know it's it's easy to say the words. Like, you don't have to care about this. I promise. Like, you're safe. You don't have to care about this. Um, You, you still may not be convinced. But I'm still going to say it. You don't have to care about this. You don't have to pressure yourself uh, to maintain some ridiculous standard um, and sacrifice your work in in the um, in the process. Okay, so that's what I want you to know. Um, perfectionism. Yeah. Don't sacrifice the work and the message on the altar to your ego. People, people need the stuff, babe. They need the, they need the message. They need the work. Got to get it done. You can improve over time. Um, and you will improve with practice and constant upgrading and paying attention to your process and paying attention, um, and like giving your mind the instruction to actively look for ways to improve. Like you will, you will improve. Things will get better over time. Um, the next thing, the next P is paralysis, paralysis. Um, I think that this is the one I struggle with most, um, especially lately. Um, as there are some pretty sizable things that I have to respond to business is huge business is booming business is growing we had a thousand active subscribers on the app in the past month alone like yeah <laughs> and I'm I'm just here um I'm just here and I don't you know I think I would probably have an easier time with this one if there was like a masculine presence here that I could share things with and talk through things with. Um, Just, you know, being able to talk to someone who's like super logical and, you know, problem solving brain um, is very useful and comforting and helpful. I just, I just don't, (laughs) I just uh, don't have that right now. So a lot of it is just, naps (laughs) resting um thinking through things very slowly by myself and prayer always prayer um and 
trying to connect with the thoughts beneath the emotion. So paralysis for me comes up um, when I'm afraid of the outcome, afraid that I can't. It's a lot of fear for me. It's mostly just fear. So fear of the outcome, fear of failure, overwhelm, like looking at this and feeling like this is too much for one person. And it probably is. This is too much, too much work, too much pressure, too much responsibility, too much, too much, too much, too much. Feeling like I cannot shoulder all of this. Um, the thing that helps me um, snap out of it and get back into action is my excitement. I'll be excited. I am excited to share this information, excited to share more, excited to meet people, excited to talk to people, excited to come out on the other side of this, excited to meet the people who are going to be my team, excited to employ people, excited to pay people. Things are never as bad as I feel like they are. They are never as bad as I I fear they are um, or as bad as I fear they will be, which I really love. Um, So it really is like when I come to myself and I realize I've been laying in bed for three days straight. Um, it's like being ready to stop torturing myself mentally. I get up and I get moving again. Paralysis, I feel, is very connected to the fourth P, procrastination. Um, procrastination is delaying <laughs> the thing that you you should be doing and you could be doing. Um and I think that these two, these two are one thing. I think they go hand in hand. The sooner we move and take action, the sooner we begin earning money, seeing the results, the sooner the fun begins. Um, as a fire sign, <laughs> I really be ready to go. I, I'm almost always ready to go. In every sense of the term of the phrase, okay, I'll be ready to go. Um, when I'm procrastinating, it's usually because I feel um, like the fear or potential boredom, like this is going to be something I don't want to do. And so that's where you see me like creating an altar, sacred space, candles, working with my incense and cast literally casting a spell for energy and creativity um, to get the ball rolling, to get myself going. Because once I get going, I'm a freight train. Okay. Once I get going, I literally will keep like you literally have to force me to stop or I'm going to keep going until I drop until i I'm too tired to continue. Um, So really the thing I have to overcome with procrastination is just getting started. If I put my hand on a bottle or on one of these vats of oil, it's on. Don't let me touch no herbs. (laughs) Okay. Don't let me, don't let me crack open a a jar of some herbs. Cause if I get in this space, turn on my candle and pick up a, a mortar and pestle, I'm not stopping until I'm done. You understand? So really for me, the biggest thing is, is getting started. And these are just thoughts that we're dealing with. It's too much. It's too big. I'm one person. I'm literally a human. I'm just a girl. I can't do a million things at one time, but I can do this one thing right now. I can clean these bottles. I can mix herbs. I can powder the herbs. I can put herbs into the bottle. I can 
bless these herbs. I can pray. My favorite part. I can pray. I can pour the oils. I can pray. I can do a burn. You know what I mean? Like, so I just literally take it one step at a time. Like they always say, I take it one step at a time. And also want to say that I'm not um, a person who is hugely against. Um, I don't have a huge aversion to procrastination. <laughs> I feel like as a creative, sometimes you really do need that time to wander um, for people who are who have a lot of responsibility and people relying on them. Um, and you guys know if you're a part of my app that my intention for the Capricorn new moon is to become more scheduled, um, not completely scheduled. Okay. She needs to wander and be spontaneous sometimes, but to be more scheduled um, just so that I can be more effective with the use of my time and get even more things done for my beautiful, wonderful subscribers and students. And I think it's working out pretty well for me. Um, and I'm looking forward to improving over time. But I think that procrastination naturally handles itself when you fall in love with what you're doing. You trust your process and you are real with yourself. Like you can't do a hundred different tasks at one time with your one body. So figure out what is the most important task. Where do we start? And just simply start with a simple task, simple thing, <laughs> and you'll be fine. So for me, a lot of this is talking to myself, reassuring myself, reminding myself that, you know, this is my little life. I love it. And also life is quick. Life is quick. So we really don't want to spend too much of it worrying about things that, you don't have to worry about like I'm sitting in a room. I'm perfectly safe. No one is, you know, attacking me. There is no imminent threat. There are things that I need to take care of and respond to. But with a little bit of communication, asking for help, some time working towards a thing, a plan, I can get it done. No problem. No fucking problem. And so knowing that you're supported and being excited to actually like produce the results and get to work and share the thing is really what carries me through the paralysis and uh, the procrastination. My excitement is bigger than my fear. Um, the fear. My excitement is bigger than the fear. Thank you for listening to this podcast. <laughs> I hope it was useful and helpful. Um, shout out to this sister who told me she wanted me to record a podcast episode. <laughs> and I was like, girl, girl, I'm busy. <laughs> so shout out to her for, you know, letting me know that she um, she wanted to hear from me. Um, I think it was Indigo Goddess 31, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Indigo underscore Goddess 1111. I think it was her who was like, um, podcast now <laughs> something. She was like, when did you uh, post another podcast? So yeah. Hey girl. Hey, <laughs> love you guys. Peace and blessings. Talk soon.